For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show with Ike Taylor and Mark Birkin. He's Ike, I'm Mark. IT, it's not every day you get asked to do national radio, so really excited to be chopping it up with you today here on Believe in Steelers. Moving up in the world, baby. Slow motion is better than no motion. Slow money is better than no money in the Believe in Network. <laughs> really excited about the partnership between the Believe Network and Gal Media Partners as well. And I, they're granting us a full hour to talk all things NFL been a wild off season i'm excited to get into it with you yeah a lot of stuff going on what you say about the nfl and free agency man just like i four down here in orlando it's been busy so you talking about tyreek leaving you talk about russell wilson leaving you talking about collins leaving you talk about some other guys that's leaving that you probably thought wouldn't leave and now they're going to different teams so this afc though it's a lot of you talking about tom brady coming back like you said earlier so it's a lot of stuff Going on in the NFL, I guess Tom Brady felt like, man, these kids right here getting on my nerves, man. Let me at least ask uh, my wife if I can go back to the NFL, at least for two more years. God, at least. So at the same time, man, it's just been uh, not only busy, but interesting, you know, free agency and offseason for the NFL. But you got to love it, Mark. Ike, I'm just going to steal Tyler Lockett's line. He tweeted this earlier this offseason. Madden, the video game, it's about to look way different this year in the 2022 season, Ike. I mean, to piggyback off it, Tyree killed of the Dolphins, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Devontae Adams really gets upstaged because there's a new boss in town in terms of who has top dollar in terms of the receiver position in the league. You've got Russell Wilson to the Broncos. The AFC West is an absolute gauntlet. And oh yeah, Tom Brady on retires and upstages selection Sunday as well. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like just just how you want your company to be, and that's busy. The NFL been super busy, so we got a few things we need to talk about. So let's roll right into it, Mark. All right, Ike. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Which team won the trade? Dolphins, Chiefs. That's next on Believe in Steelers. Welcome back to Believe in Steelers with Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen. All right, it we teased it going to break. Who won? Which team won in the Tyreek Hill trade to the Miami Dolphins? Man, I think it was even. Because if you look at if you look at what the Miami Dolphins getting and how they're trying to put two in a good situation with uh Parker and Waddle, now you get Tyreek, you already got a tight end, you got two running backs. Uh Musford leaving from the San Francisco 49ers. Now he over there in the backfield uh with the Miami Dolphins. We've been talking about the Miami Dolphins defense for a while, especially at the cornerback position and how they've been catching interceptions and just creating turnovers and giving the offense uh, a lot of chances, I think it's 50-50 because now you look at, man, they got two first-rounders, they got two second-rounders, and they got two fourth-rounders, and I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. So now, you know, you can't replace a Tyreek Hill because nobody can replace a cheetah, 
Not only did Tyreek Hill run fast on the field, but he also ran fast or flew fast to get that money in Miami. But at the same time, man, I think Andy Reid in the front office, man, they definitely going to get the pieces they need, not only to uh, help Patrick Mahomes, I think it's even going to be better. Even though you lost a stud like Tyreek, man, they're going to wind up going in the draft and getting exactly what they need with a two in the first round, two in the second, and two in the fourth. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but man, that, that's just what it is, man. At the end of the day, you know, this this free agency in 2022 for the NFL have been crazy, but that's been the fun part. I don't think the NFL has been this busy with high top profile athletes at certain positions in the NFL like it has been this year. Yeah, and I, I do not think that that is recency bias speaking right there. It's been absolutely insane. But yeah, to recap, uh, 2022 first round pick, that'll be the 29th overall pick in the 2022 draft. A second round pick, that will be the number 50th overall pick. A fourth round pick plus a fourth and sixth round picks in the 2023 draft as well. So five total draft picks for Hill as well. I, I put a list of winners out for this draft. And I know you've seen this everywhere. This is not a hot take by any stretch of the imagination. I'll start with the number one winner. Tua Tagovailoa. And look, with Tua, he's out of excuses. He has no excuse beyond this season, not simply to ball out. And it's not just the Tyreek Hill trade either. Taron Armstead, the offensive tackle, might have been the biggest free agent acquisition in all of football. And I know it's not sexy to talk about offensive linemen, but the weapons he has in Miami with this Tyreek Hill trade, it's all on two of this upcoming season. So you talk about excuses on my Taylor talk on Tuesday, my Thursday edition. I said, man, people need to stop talking about excuses and they need to start forming up some solutions. So that's exactly what the Miami Dolphins did for Tua, man. They wind up getting him solutions. So Tua can't have no excuses on how they play uh, the, the offensive line, what he need, the running backs he need, the receivers he need, the tight end he need, the defense he need. I feel like personally, you know, Tua is back in Alabama with the depth and the studs they got on the perimeter, let alone that defense. So like you say, man, there's no, there's no excuses for Tua, man, it's only solution. So we shall see this year exactly what Tua do. Another winner on my list, Ike, Jalen Waddell, the young receiver, now has a tandem, and the Dolphins have one of the best receiving tandems in all of the league, and I put together a short list. We know about the trio in Cincinnati. They just went to the Super Bowl. We know about the Cowboys. We know about the high-profile offense the Chiefs have had, and a lot of that was because of Tyreek Hill these last few years, but Jalen Waddle all of a sudden is going to be a little bit more freed up in the 2022 season, given the attention that Hill warrants from a defensive standpoint, trying to stop him, to cover him, and you've got to put a safety back there to prevent Hill from taking the top off a defense. It all comes down to the quarterback. You can have you can have a hell of a trio. You can have a hell of a quattro. You can have a hell of a duo. But if the quarterback and what he's supposed to be or what he's supposed to be expected to be, it ain't going to work. So we're talking about a trio in Cincinnati all because of uh, Joe Cool, a.k.a. Joe Burrow. So... That's what, that's what makes that so special. Matthew Stafford had a heck of a trio as well for the L.A. Rams. Uh, Tom Brady had a heck of a trio when you want to talk about when everybody was healthy, when you want to talk about for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So it just boils down to that quarterback position. So you're 100% right, Mark. Tua has everything he needs when it comes down to receivers. So there should be no excuses, only solutions.
And I, if you go back into our show archives on the Believe in Steelers show, I remember asking you about all of the new head coaching hires, who your favorite was, and you were very bullish on head coach Mike McDaniel, the first-year head coach. He's my third winner on this list in this Tyree Kill trade. Yeah, I'm messing with coach. I think coach now understands. You know, sometimes it takes for you to go out there and try to pursue your, pursue your dream, then you probably don't get it what it is to be a CEO, so that's tough. You go back, man, you sit a couple of years, you understand you had trial and error. Now you go into the LA, I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders, and now not only do you have a quarterback, man, but you got a stud receiver. You know what I'm saying? So you got a stud receiver. Now them boys didn't play college ball together between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams at Fresno State. And if you just look at what uh, Devontae Adams was saying, on some of his interviews, man, he said well, one of the reasons why he left because, you know, his his family is just from the West Coast. So now just about everybody from his family get an opportunity to see him play, especially when you're that close in Vegas. So we, we, we shall see. And the Raiders made the playoffs last year. So we can only imagine what they got going on this year. So time to tell to see what Coach McDaniels will do. I think Coach McDaniels, now for the second time, he understands what it is. He already have a franchise quarterback. He got a franchise receiver. He got a franchise running back. That defense didn't play bad at all, and it was missing a few pieces. So I think I think I think the Las Vegas Raiders gonna be good off of the second stint from the head coach coming from uh, the New England Patriots. I see what you're saying about McDaniel's Ike and Mike McDaniel though. Uh, the Dolphins head coach as well. Mm-hmm. It's a new era with this Tyree kill trade because I mentioned the Armstead signing as well. You're talking about a Dolphins franchise. Like Ike, you live in Florida. I lived in Florida for five years. I don't know. It's a no income tax state. It's warm and sunny. You know, beautiful people live in, in Miami specifically as well. It doesn't make any sense that this franchise hasn't been any good. They have not won a playoff game. Since December the 30th, 2000. And so with the new head coach, with the highest paid receiver, with a stud offensive tackle, and with a lot of young talent, might be a new era of Miami Dolphins football. Well, I think the biggest disappointment for the Miami Dolphins has been the ownership. I think the ownership doesn't give their coaches enough time to to let everything develop. If you just look at, and we're just going to transfer over to basketball, all the Golden State Warriors did was draft players, let them develop, and then three, four years later, they wound up becoming the team they needed to be and winning championships. That's just what it takes. That's the ingredient. So if you're if you're not patient enough, you're going to have a rollover with, with coaches. You're going to have a coaching carousel. Now, my personal opinion, should they let uh, Coach Brian Flores go? No. I'm happy the Pittsburgh Steelers got him on his staff. That's a head coach now. He's the you know defense assistant specialist, so say with Coach T. So I'm proud of that, but it just boils down to the ownership, the front office, and just giving these coaches a chance. Now, Coach Mike McDaniels, he's in the perfect situation. How you be a head coach and, and work into a situation like that? You get Tyreek Hill, four for 120. You wind up having a quarterback. Hopefully, you believe he's a franchise quarterback. Time will tell this year of two is. You already got Park. You already got Waddle. Um, you got a defense who's been playing lights out for the past couple of years, so we'll see. And I, <laughs> we should be thanking the Dolphins as Steelers fans because they pretty much gifted us, not just Brian Flores. Don't forget about Minka Fitzpatrick as well. So look, like I love the Miami Dolphins. They've been helping us out in the Steel City for some time now. Yeah, they have. 
and it's just an interesting conversation on Coach Flores and, and Minka, like, Coach, why you let me go? Why you wind up trading me? And I'm sure Coach Brown Flores was like, bro, you know what it is, man. This is business. Don't take it personal. But I'm back here with you. Let's get this Super Bowl. Two other winners from this trade, Ike, before we go to break. The AFC West teams, other than the Chiefs, that no longer have to play Tyreek Hill twice a year. So I'm talking about the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers. And then how about it for our guy, Juju Smith-Schuster's fantasy football production is going to be all that much more in the 2022 season now that Tyreek Hill is with the Dolphins. But I, we're, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, the Chiefs have lost Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. We'll discuss who the Chiefs could target at the receiver position to replace Hill. That's next on Believe in Steelers with Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen. Hey, Mark Bergen here from Believe in Steelers. Right as Ike Taylor and I were done wrapping up today's show, the Chiefs signed Marquez Valdez-Scantling to a three-year contract worth up to $36 million. The deal helps fill the void by Tyreek Hill. Remember, the Chiefs traded Hill to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks. Valdez-Scantling, the former Packers receiver, will go from Aaron Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes. So I wanted to include that bit of information in today's show. Full disclosure, we recorded the show on Thursday afternoon. Back on Believe in Steelers, I'm Mark Bergen, alongside two-time Super Bowl champion Ike Taylor and IT, talking about the Tyreek Hill trade from the Chiefs right. to the Dolphins. And I know that we're well into the start of free agency, but I actually think that the Chiefs are going to be in decent shape however they decide to end up replacing Tyreek Hill. Not that I think one player is going to fill the value and the skill set and the talent that Hill has and brings to the receiver position, but at 28 years old, they get five draft picks back. I don't think Tyreek Hill's value will ever be higher. There's still some pretty good free agent receivers out there. And one thing I know, and we're going to be talking about in April leading up to the 2020, 20, the 2022 NFL draft is this draft is absolutely loaded at Total the receiver positions. So I'm going to give you the GM hat here, which I know you like doing. If you are Chiefs GM Brett Veach, how are you filling the void left by Tyree Kill after this trade? Well, speaking of receivers, man, like you said, it's loaded. So I'm looking at, and I think I might call this one, I'm looking at uh, Chris O'Lee coming from Ohio State, man, a, a fast receiver. He's a stud. He's stocky. Uh, he's built low to the ground. He's very strong. He can run routes, but he's a dog. And what I mean by dog, he's, he's a faster version of a Heinz Ward. Like, he won all smoke and all contact. So they could be looking at him to replace not only him, but you got George Pickens coming from Georgia. Now, George Pickens, he ain't nothing but a, a, a small forward in the NBA looking at 6'4", 6'5", who's very physical as well. So when you want to talk about a loaded position when it comes down to the draft, Mark, we're talking about this wide receiver positions and that wide receiver position, and that's exactly what I think the Kansas City Chiefs was looking at. Like, look, we can get rid of Tyreek Hill because this, this, this draft class, when it comes down to receivers, it's fully loaded, and who knows, man, they might go get two receivers at the same time because a lot of contracts are going to be coming up for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's exactly what you want to do. So for the Chiefs, even though you're getting rid of a guy named Tyreek Hill, a.k.a. Cheetah, and it's hard to replace him, but if you can get two for one and you wind up acquiring 
Juju Smith suited. So you ain't got to worry about a young guy working in the slot, getting hit um, by linebackers and strong safeties. Now you got a guy who can work outside of perimeter. So when you look at Oliv coming from Ohio State and Pickens coming from Georgia, I think there might be one of the two options, if they are the two options for the Kansas City Chiefs, not only to replace you know, a Tyreek Hill, but to work that salary cap some because they are coming in as rookies, Mark. Yeah, it's funny that there are some people out there that say that the cap isn't real. And there's no such thing. And we're going mm-hmm. to the moon. We're past the worst of the pandemic. And what did we see this offseason? We saw Patrick Mahomes just got his deal a few offseasons back. Aaron Rodgers signs his huge extension. Mm-hmm. And both of their star receivers end up signing with different teams and end up earning right. the contracts. They get the contracts that they've earned as players. And if you actually look at this deal of how much more money that Tyree kill will make this season, which was due to be his last in Kansas city, he is making substantially more with the dolphins as well. Also in a no income tax state, might I add now going back to the draft, Ike, you mentioned mm-hmm. Chris Olive out of Ohio state, uh, mm-hmm. his teammate Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson is a possibility mm-hmm. that the Georgia receiver yeah. Pickens, Drake London from USC, Jamison Williams mm-hmm. from Alabama, it's going to be coming back right. from an injury. We'll be talking about Jamison Williams here, here soon too, Ike, because if not for his injury, I think he might be the top receiver in this draft. I think he's going to fall a little bit. Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. So, right. again, a lot of people are focusing on with this 2022 draft that, well, there's not the depth at the quarterback position. There are There is depth at other positions, and that yeah. includes the receivers, Ike. So you're spot on there. Yeah, they just deep. And I'm talking about they deep in the ocean. So we don't know how the, we don't know the deepest part of the ocean. But when you want to talk about talk about the wide receiver position when it comes down to this 2022 draft, man, with this receiver position is is so deep. And we'll get to that on our mock drafts in April before we get to the draft. But at the same time, man, I just think that was a perfect thing for the Kansas City Chiefs to do. Not only you get a few first round picks, you get a first round pick from Miami, you already had a first round pick on your own. So now really you get the two first round picks. You uh, you got a salary cap that you got some kind of room with, even though, you know, Patrick Mahomes heard that with this dang near $500 million contract in the course of 10 years. But at the same time, man, you just look at it when you want to put your GM hat on, Mark, like, okay, what position is loaded in this 2022 draft? How, how can a young guy help me or help this team? And it's the receiving position and you know, you know for sure, I think we all know in the world, if it's one position that the, the that Patrick Mahomes love, it's that wide receiver position and he loved fast guy, fast guy. So when I look at Olave, man, I think that would be a perfect fit because he's built like Tyreek Hill, but he's a little bit smaller. I'm not talking about in stature. I'm talking about in size because, you know, Tyreek Hill, he's built like around, you know, he just happened to be super fast. But a huge shout out to Tyreek Hill, not only for running fast, uh, <clears throat> not only for running fast on the field, but a young man ran fast to that 400, that, that, that four year, $120 million, 72 guarantee. So the man, everything he's doing, he's doing fast. He running fast on the football field. He also running fast to that money mark. He's throwing up the deuces on his way out of Kansas City, Ike. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, too, if it's not the draft, there's a few free agent receivers still out on the market, too. Guy, I'm going to name you, Jarvis Landry. How he's not signed, Ike, and I made this analogy on our last podcast on Believe mm-hmm. in Steelers. With the Browns, 
the Landry OBJ pairing in Cleveland was this. Landry is the steak. OBJ has been the sizzle. Ideally, you have both. Ideally. If you can only pick one, you're picking the steak every single time, and you're saying bye-bye to the sizzle. I understand why the Browns decided to say, we're not going to pay you the $16 million that you were due, but you're talking about a player who plays 16 games every single season. He's never hurt. He puts up production. He's been a five-time pro bowler. And when you actually talk about changing the culture of a locker room, which the Browns desperately needed, that's something he brings to the table as a pro in this league. So whether it's with the Chiefs or another team, Jarvis Landry's a name out there where it's, I am blown away that he's still a free agent, Ike. Yeah, but I'm not counting two teams he played for. So I'm not counting the Cleveland Browns out because they can restructure and redo his contract. He can, they can find a way to get him his 16 mil. It probably won't be this year, but they can just split it up. And I'm not counting the, uh, I'm not counting the Miami Dolphins out as well. You know, you just never know. So I think my personal opinion, I think Jarvis Landry will go back to the Cleveland Browns. I think Deshaun Watson will vouch for him. I just think, man, when it came down to that cap and that money issue, at that point in time, man, they already knew what they wanted to do with Deshaun Watson, so they had to give him his money. Now you can restructure a deal with Jarvis Landry, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind coming back playing for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's if Deshaun's able to play. We'll see what happens there suspension happens if there is a suspension how long that could be if there's an appeal process still a lot a lot pending considering that there are still 22 civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson right now but this Chiefs receiving core is still pretty solid because you bring in Juju McCall Hardman's been solid you need increased production from Josh Gordon he's working his way back into the league and there's going to be a lot more attention on Travis Kelsey. And I texted some friends, Ike, you know, I'm a university of Missouri alum. So I've got a lot of buddies that are chiefs fans. And I texted two of them saying like, Hey, you know, what was the sentiment? And they're like, they're absolutely devastated by this trade. It really kind of came out of nowhere, but they have trust in Andy Reed. And, but they are concerned because Travis Kelsey now, I mean, he was bracketed. He was targeted by defense, but that pairing with Tyreek Hill, the way they were able to work together, you've got to kind of break up the load and figure out, okay, how are we going to make up for the production that Hill brought week in and week out? Because when Hill was on the field, he took the top off a of defense. You had to keep the safety over the top. Man, I wish Josh Gordon was the old Josh Gordon, but I don't think he's got it no more. Man, I wish uh, uh, Hartman would be consistent with his hands. That's been the only problem with with Harmon when it comes down to their wide receiver position. So when you just want to talk about somebody who's just missed the consistent, you got to talk about Travis Kelsey. So they got to go out and find a young guy who can take the top off the roof. Um, even though I love Juju and I love his tenacity, I love his physicality when you want to talk about working the slot. But like you said, Mark, it's just hard to get, it's hard to replace a guy like Tyreek Hill. So, but at the same time, man, this 2022 draft, is loaded with receivers, so it shouldn't be an issue for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and Ike, we are in agreement there that Juju's a very nice player. He's a willing blocker. He brings physicality from the slot receiver position, but he is not a number one receiver. And I will say this. If the Chiefs expect Juju Smith-Schuster to come in and completely fill the void by Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill is a at a different caliber, a different level of receiver. That's no knock on Juju. 
That's just right. how good Tyreek Hill has been these last few years. Yeah, but you you can't replace Tyreek. So I'm, I'm looking at if I'm an offense coordinator, uh, I'm going to get a young guy in the draft or maybe two who's fast. Um, so now Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, he will be not, not really my third option, but if somebody is doubling Tyreek Hill, I'm definitely looking at Juju to work the, to work the inside of the numbers anyway. So it's just a bonus, honestly, for Patrick Mahomes. So even though Harmon, we'll see what Harmon does. We'll see what Josh Gordon do. We'll see what uh, Travis Kelsey do. And if all of them three are not having a good game, Juju is the perfect fit to work the inside of the numbers with his physicality and game third and fives and the pick up them first downs. We're going to keep it rolling here. Coming up next, we'll share how Tyreek Hill isn't the only star player the Chiefs could lose this offseason. That's ahead on the Believe in Steelers show with Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen. Back on Believe in Steelers with Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen. Ike, we teased it going to the break. The one player that the Chiefs could still lose, and he's a star player, they trade Tyreek Hill. The Honey Badger, Tyran Matthews, still out on the market like the top free agent. One of the top free agents still available. I'd say he's the top safety out on the market. I'm hoping maybe our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers can sign the Honey Badger. I would love to see him in the Steel City. But the Chiefs and Chiefs fans might be losing not just one, but two star players this offseason. He gone. That's how we talk in New Orleans. He gone. The Honey Badger about to get the money he wants. And this either going to be the Dallas Cowboys or the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be one of the two. And I tweeted this a couple of days ago. Man, I, I've been waiting for, I've been wanting to play with the Honey Badger when he was coming out of LSU. I didn't get the opportunity. And now he's positioned to go where he wants to go. I think it would be a perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers to grab Honey Badger. Pay the man what you need to pay him if you're trying to win the seventh Lombardi for that organization. Can you imagine? The Dallas Cowboys, of course, they need a guy that they need a the Dallas Cowboys, of course, they need a guy with his personality, his attitude, his instincts, his uh his willing to win, his uh practice habits. And when you watch, you know, Honey Badger on his practice habits, man, you you think he's playing the game. That's just what he brings because He's not that big in size, but he plays big. He plays big in his mind, and he's been doing it for a long time. So when you want to talk about a guy, man, first, my personal opinion, and I'm selfishly speaking, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He need to get, he need to get his butt down in the 4-1-2 and go on and go on be a Pittsburgh Steelers. Because I, I really do believe he'll love Coach Tomlin, Coach Brown Flores, but he'll thrive as well in their defense, especially with them guys coming off the edges in that defensive line, the linebackers dating the choir coming out that fire zone defense. Now, a perfect fit for the Dallas Cowboys, yes, I think they actually really do need him. I don't think Pittsburgh need him. I think Pittsburgh should get him. I think that the Dallas Cowboys need a guy like the Honey Badger in the locker room. So, yeah, 100%. Not only did Cheetah throw up the deuces, <laughs> Tyron Matthew, a.k.a. the Honey Badger, he throwing up the deuces as well to the Kansas City Chiefs because he got to get his money too. Ike, you set me up for the alley-oop. A safety. Two safeties of Minka Fitzpatrick and Tyron Matthew. I'm mind blown, Ike. Let's bring it home. Let's get number seven. Let's start the parade in downtown Pittsburgh. I'm with you there, my man. 
Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh, they say downtown. And how you spell, you don't spell town T-O-W-N in Pittsburgh, you spell it T-A-H-N. That's a different kind of spelling because they talk different than the 412, baby. <laughs> that defensive backfield would just be an absolute nightmare for opposing offenses because you have two extremely uh, uh, instinctual players in your secondary. And that possibility gets me fired up. And this was a Steelers defense that's been very good the last few seasons. But you bring in a player like the Honey Badger, and you go from being good to very good to maybe even an elite-level defense. And that's what he brought to Kansas City. I'm not going to say he's as important to that defense as Patrick Mahomes was to the offense. I won't go quite that far. But we're talking about – No, I'm going to go that far. I'm going to go that far. Okay. but He was. I I mean – He was. He was. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, when you want to talk about a loaded perimeter position and a Hall of Fame tight end, I mean, what else, what else, what else more do you need? When the Honey Badger wasn't playing, when he was hurt for the Kansas City Chiefs, you saw the difference. And we're talking about, and this is no disrespect to nobody on that defensive side. We're talking about, other than a defensive tackle, we're talking about okay defensive linemen. We're talking about okay outside edge rushers. We're talking about okay inside interior linebackers. The Honey Badger brought that attitude. All you got to do is listen to what Travis Kelsey said in training camp. Like, this dude brings a different kind of energy to this team. So he he didn't have he won't he didn't have the front seven he would have if he would go to Pittsburgh. Now picture that man and Minka in Pittsburgh with that front seven. And you just talk about two players who are very instinctive. It's two things you three things you can't coach in the league. You can't coach height, you can't coach speed, and you can't coach instincts. And that's exactly what Minka and if Honey Badger was to go to Pittsburgh, you can't coach their instincts. And boy, that would be a beautiful thing to see. Like I'm a men's medium. You can I'll send you my address and you can get me a jersey ASAP. <laughs> For sure. I got you, Mark. Like that really excites me. So whoever winds up with Honey Badger, that's going to be major, major news. Right, and right, full right. disclosure, we are recording this on Thursday. So if by the time you're hearing it on Saturday, it's already happened, we manifested it. We spoke it into Correct. existence. Ike, is there a free agent out there other than the Honey Badger? who you're just like, how is this guy still out on the open market right now? Because there are a lot of good players who are still free agents at the time of this recording. Baker Mayfield is not a free agent, but I think it'd be a perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers jumped the gun on signing Mitchell Trubisky too fast. And I think Baker would be a perfect with that attitude and how he played. I think that city would embrace Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield is athletic enough to bring that kind of honey badger mentality, but on the offensive side to the city of Pittsburgh. So he's not a free agent, but since we're talking and we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind the Pittsburgh Steelers going and try to grab Baker Mayfield. I'm glad you brought this up, Mike. Baker Mayfield entering the fifth year of his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think that the Seahawks are the only suitor for Mayfield right now. So why would they compete against themselves in offering the Browns more than they need to if they want to trade for Baker Mayfield? Because right now the Seahawks are really the only suitor. The Panthers already said that they're out. The Colts already said no. They decided to get Matt Ryan instead. The Falcons signed Marcus Mariota instead. So again, 
you know, you only have so many possibilities. Uh, the Saints re-signed Jameis Winston. There's another one. I'm glad you brought this up. Mitch Trubisky, the two-year $14 million deal, I know has a right. lot of incentives on it. I think right. that Mayfield is a better quarterback than Baker. I'm with you. Or, right. I, I, or excuse me, Mayfield's a better quarterback than Trubisky. I'm with you there. But if you're paying Mayfield $18 million that he is due this season on the fifth year of his rookie deal versus the two-year $14 million deal that you're paying Trubisky, an average of $7 million per year, why would I overpay for a quarterback who would maybe be marginally better than Trubisky? I actually think the Steelers are going to get better value in signing Trubisky than they would with Mayfield. Bring it. Bring it. I disagree, Mark. And here's why I disagree. Why keep putting a Band-Aid on a cut when you need surgery? So you might as well go out and get that surgery instead of having that Band-Aid. Mitch Trubisky right now is just a Band-Aid. This is third team. So you go from the Chicago Bears being one of the top picks in, in, in your class as a quarterback. Then you go be a backup with the Buffalo Bills. And I felt like personally – Josh Allen got into Pittsburgh and just talked about he vouched for him is what I want to say. That's exactly what Josh Allen did. He vouched for Mr. Trubisky. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers jumped the gun too fast on signing Mr. Trubisky. Now, he's a Pittsburgh Steeler, so as a Pittsburgh Steeler, a former Pittsburgh Steeler alumni, I have to roll and rock with Mr. Trubisky. But when you want to talk about who's better, when you want to talk about uh, – when you want – I'm sorry, Mark. When you want to talk about uh, who's who's better, Mark, I think Baker Mayfield is a, a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky at this point in time. So I think sometimes the change of scenery is, 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 is good for you. And I think Pittsburgh will embrace Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield will be more mature. I think Coach Tomlin in that locker room will help Baker Mayfield be the guy he needs to be as one of the top guys coming out of his draft class for the uh, – as a quarterback position. So, yeah, you always need two quarterbacks. And that's what you don't – that's what people are not understanding. If you just look at what the San Francisco 49ers did, if you look at what the Green Bay Packers did, even if you look at before Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes, he had to sit behind. So, ain't nothing wrong with that. So, I think a lot of these quarterbacks – and it's a good trade base. So, a lot of these organizations are figuring out, figuring out like, man, you do need two solid good quarterbacks. Yeah, you do have Mason Rudolph. Yeah, you have uh, Haskins. Yeah, you have Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky. You can let one of them go. So that's what I'm saying, man. Stop putting Band-Aids on these cuts and go out and have surgery if it got an infection. Right now, the infection for the Pittsburgh Steelers is the quarterback position. And all you got to do is have surgery and go out and get the man to pay him what he needs. Couple things, Ike. Why would the Browns, a team also in the AFC North Division, help their division rival in the Steelers? That's where I'll start. Because you feel, because you feel like you got a better, you got a better quarterback in Sean Watson, and you, and if you, and if you like Baker Mayfield like that, um, you wouldn't let him go, and you wouldn't pick up Deshaun Watson. So I think, I think the, I think the Cleveland Browns like, look, you know what, y'all can have this headache, y'all can have this immaturity. Okay, so That's and the, and so okay, I agree with you that Trubisky mm-hmm. is not, you know, you make the the band aid flush wound analogy. I'm there with you that Trubisky is a stopgap. I'm with you there. Right, right, but right, I don't think right, Baker right. Mayfield is the solution either, Ike. And my biggest criticism of Mayfield, and you heard me say this, for him, it's all mental. It's all mental because, Ike, 
when you're the CEO, when you're the face of the franchise of one of the 32 right. teams in the league, anytime someone criticizes you, when Colin Cowherd rips you in the middle of the season, why do you right. feel the need to respond? I, I right. like, and this is like sometimes perceptions, reality, like Baker Mayfield should be focused on what he can do to make sure that his play is at his highest level possible. Instead of like, like, I just thought it was weird when he decides to go on social media and thank the city of Cleveland while he's still employed by the team. You can't have a starting quarterback do that, Ike. Yeah, we say, we saying we can't, but now social media is a platform for a lot of these young guys. So they feel like they can. But at the same time, man, ain't nothing wrong with having a second chance. You know what I'm saying? So why, 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 why Baker Mayfield wouldn't work in Pittsburgh? Why he wouldn't listen to Coach Tomlin? Why he wouldn't embrace the city? I mean, if you if you pick if you picked a organization to go to, especially in the AFC North, where you pick it, you picking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? Because it's stability. It's stability. They have tradition, and Coach Tomlin is one of the best in the world when it comes down to being a head coach and making sure you and making sure you're good not only on the field but off the field. That's why a lot of the guys, if you've been looking at the recruiting, when you look at a Miles Jack, when you look at the guys they acquired in the free agency, they said, man, Coach Townsend wind up getting on the phone with me. And now when you ask uh, now present and former, you know, greats, still the greats, they're like, man, Coach T, let you be you. But at the same time, man, he's, he's more worried and more concerned on how you act and what you do off the field. He's more concerned helping you be a man off the field than a football player. And that's just what the players say. Joe Hayden didn't want to leave. If Joe Hayden can do it all over again, Joe Hayden would love to be a Pittsburgh Steelers, get drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joe Hayden just couldn't help, man. He was that good at Florida. He wound up getting drafted by the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, if you're a player and you want to go in the AFC North and you want some kind of stability, why not? Big Ben is gone. And you feel like he's better than Mitchell Trubisky. So for the Pittsburgh Steelers, why not take a chance? That could be your franchise quarterback. Ike, we're up against the break. When we come back to wrap up the show, we will tell the listeners of the Believe in Steelers show where Baker Mayfield winds up in the 2022 season. That's next. Final segment of the Believe in Steelers show with Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen. IT, where do you think Baker Mayfield suits up here this upcoming season i can see baker going to houston i can see him flying down to houston i don't i don't i don't think i don't think seattle is a good fit for baker mayfield um i don't think baker mayfield wants to go to seattle now as an organization when you ship his butt there you got dang right i ship his butt right to seattle as an organization when you ship him to uh the carolina panthers yeah maybe but i don't think baker want to go there anyway so I'm looking at Houston, you know, he's, he's from down South area. He got a down South swag. He got a down South attitude. We call it coming up from the mud. So say when you're from this down South, because that's just what it is. And that's Baker Mayfield personality. It would be the ultimate coup by the Texans because Mayfield was not included in that trade for Deshaun Watson. So it's like, they could just get him scot-free depending on what the Browns do because Correct. Correct. Baker Mayfield Correct. will not be in a Browns uniform in the 2022 season. So if right. Mayfield ended up in Houston as is, and he wasn't even part of the trade, 
be the ultimate coup by the Texans? Why would I try to get you in a trade and get and get and take that hit on my salary cap when hopefully the Cleveland Browns can release you and I can get you for the dirt? So yep. ba- basically, Baker Mayfield at this point in time in his career, he's on a one-year deal. He's he's on a, I'm betting on myself kind of deal. So yeah, it's gonna be guys if the Cleveland Browns release him, but uh, to to go acquire Baker Mayfield, it's on Baker Mayfield to decide in his head how much money he wants this year. Ike, this has been so much fun, and I hope we get this opportunity again on the Believe Network in partnership with Gal Media. This is the Believe in Steelers show, though, Ike, and we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, what have you. We're on YouTube as well. So, Everywhere. (laughs) Ike, you're the absolute best as we wrap up here. Any final thoughts before signing off? Uh, make sure y'all stay tuned to the Believe in Network. Make sure y'all tune in uh, to the Steelers podcast on the Believe Network to Mark and I. All we do is slang good topics. All we do is slang good ideas. All we do is be psychics. So stay tuned. Right, Taylor. I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for tuning in to the Believe in Steelers show. Check us out. I'd encourage any listeners to do that. Hope all of you have a great rest of your weekend. We'll be back on Monday on our show. Until then, take care. So long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.